Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones to share a quiet talk with you today. In 586 BC, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar after an 18-month siege. It was customary then when subduing a kingdom in this way to carry off the best and the brightest to the capital city of the victors, the poor were left behind to tend the ground. Among those who were taken away to Babylon was the young man, Daniel. I can't imagine what it would be like to be forcibly removed from your home country and pressed into the service of the invaders. Daniel would have been trained in the ways and the thinking of the Babylonians, and he was most likely made a eunuch. The first glimpse into Daniel's character concerned the requirement that the exiles be fed on Babylonian cuisine. As you probably know, Israelites lived under strict dietary laws. Some foods were absolutely forbidden. Daniel could have said, I'm not going to eat your nasty food. I'm too holy. But instead, he asked the one in charge if he and his friends could just eat vegetables and water for a time. At the end of 10 days, see if they didn't look just as healthy and strong as those who ate all the Babylonian food. Their supervisor agreed because he respected Daniel on account of Daniel's attitude. The Bible says that God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of this Babylonian official. So, without being self-righteous about it, Daniel and his companions were able to avoid defiling themselves with unclean food. There are times when godly people under pagan dominion can come to agreeable compromises like this, and of course, there are times when this isn't possible. That time came after Babylon had been conquered by the Medo-Persian Empire, The king's name then was Darius. Darius placed 120 officials over the various provinces of his kingdom. Daniel was one of these, and it wasn't long before he showed himself to be the best of the lot. The Bible says that there was an excellent spirit in him. The other officials were jealous of Daniel because the king was planning to place Daniel over them all. So they devised a plot to bring him down. They knew there was no corruption in Daniel that they could expose, so they determined that they would have to find some accusation relating to Daniel's faith, which they knew was strong. He was known as a man who would not compromise his convictions. So they tricked Darius into making a law that for 30 days, no one could pray to any god except to him. This no doubt appealed to his vanity. Anyone breaking this law would be thrown into a den of lions to be devoured. I love the way Daniel responded. He knew there was no way to finesse this one. It was either continue to pray to the God of Israel or completely compromise with evil. He went to his room and knelt to pray by the open windows that faced Jerusalem. He was not afraid nor intimidated 
by the plots of these evil men. When he does this, his enemies are waiting and they immediately report Daniel to the king. The king is distressed because he knows the character of Daniel and he realizes that Daniel's enemies have tricked him. But the laws of the Medes and the Persians could not be set aside. Even the king couldn't do this. Isn't it amazing that in this ancient kingdom, even the king who had the power of life and death over his subjects was under the law in this way? Laws are supposed to apply to everybody regardless of their station in life, and this certainly happened here. Darius was obligated to throw Daniel to the lions, even though he didn't want to. Does this remind you of another ruler in the Bible who felt forced to condemn someone he didn't really want to condemn? But even though this pagan leader allowed himself to be backed into a corner like this, there is a ruler in heaven who is more powerful than any earthly monarch. He created kings and prophets and lions. Daniel is thrown into the den of lions, but God shuts their mouths. No lion touched Daniel that night. In the morning, after a sleepless night, Darius runs at daybreak to see what's become of Daniel. O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I have done no harm. Well, Darius is very happy, and he, he celebrates by throwing all the men who accused Daniel, along with their wives and children, into the den of lions, where they are all consumed. This is the most famous story of Daniel, of course, but the book that bears his name contains many visions that this man was given that were strange and amazing. God showed him what was in store for all the kingdoms of his world, culminating in the eternal victory of the King of Kings. Listen to these stirring words from Daniel chapter 7. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. The books were opened. In other words, in the days of this final king of all the ages, final judgment will take place. Judgment of all who have lived on this earth, both small and great. There will be no partiality in that great judgment. It's interesting to compare the description description of the Ancient of Days in this vision. Let's read the words of John from Revelation chapter 1. John, it says, was in the Spirit, and he heard behind him a voice that sounded like a trumpet. He turned to see who's talking, and he beholds 
one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp, two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. How amazing to get such a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. John had known him when he appeared as a normal man walking the shores of Galilee, preaching healing, but now he appears in his rightful glory as the everlasting Son of God. This is who Daniel saw in those visions given to him several hundred years before the coming of Christ into the world. But Daniel was not shown everything. Almost at the end of his book, he says in the course of his conversation with a glorious angel, I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. How frustrating this must have been. All of us long to see the final chapter. We want to know exactly how everything will pan out. But God has revealed certain things to us and has hidden other things. Faith is acting on what he has commanded us and leaving the rest to him. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Daniel accepted this truth as difficult as it may have been. The visions revealed to him are hard to understand even now. But the beautiful thing here is how God trusted Daniel and used him in his day. His life was not easy, living almost all of it in a pagan land among people who didn't worship the God of Israel. We too live among an ungodly nation. Like Daniel, our job is to follow what God has revealed to us. God has given us enough in his word to do this. By his grace, we can be as faithful as Daniel. Heavenly Father, we too are, in a sense, captives in a pagan, foreign culture, foreign to the ways of, of Christianity, of Jesus Christ, as he taught us. Lord, give us the grace to stand firm, to be godly, Christ-like, but yet to stand firm against evil and to not defile ourselves, just as Daniel did not defile himself. Be with us, Lord God. Help us to stand for the truth in our day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friend, for listening, and uh, uh, I would ask you to pray for our church, the Bread of Life Anglican Church, that meets at 10 o'clock on Sundays at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady at the American Legion Hall. Keep us in your prayers. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.